0: Land, and Merry Christmas from all of us Disney people uh, <laughs> sitting around the table here. We are bringing you a number, another episode of Beyond the Mouse, the Disney-themed podcast for the Front Row Movie Reviews. And we're super excited to have the, the group that we have with us. I'm Craig, as always. I guess I'm always Craig, right? Yeah, and to my, to my left right now is my lovely wife, Anna McFarland.
1: Hi! Hi!
0: How are you? How have you been?
1: Good, doing well.
0: So, what kind of Christmassy things are you doing right now?
1: Um, trying to put away Thanksgiving still. Yeah, we're kind of in a a mix. That nice little time period. I like this time of year. It's a nice little mix of everything, and it's kind of where I'm at. For sure, nice little mix of everything.
0: And uh, the third time. On Beyond the Mouse. Oh, yeah. We have the pair um, of Vanessa and Brett. And we've got a big announcement, we'll save for the end. But uh, Vanessa, how have you been?
2: Really well. Yeah, getting ready to go to Disney in January.
0: (gasps) Oh, wow. Festival of
2: the Arts.
0: I get so jealous because you're both (laughs) going to Disney Park sometime in the relatively near Mm -hmm. future, and and Mm -hmm. we're not for Mm -hmm. forever.
2: Yep. No, we got to change that guys. <laughs> yeah, we do. We'll take you.
0: We do, for sure. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime, yeah, anytime nice. you want. Oh it. my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, hi. I'm Brett and I'm hi, going Brett. To Hi Brett. Hi Brett. That's you can okay. You do my little thing. Well, this is
0: Brett. <laughs> hi, I'm Brett. And I like warm hugs. No, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do. Hey, no, Brett, no, so uh, before we jump in, and this is, I did not prep you on this, uh-huh. but we just saw the Infinity War trailer yesterday. Did you mm-hmm. have a chance to watch it? Yes, I did. So uh, we were wondering in our reaction to that, how was it different, considerably different from what you saw in D23? It was considerably different than D23. Mm-hmm. D23 um, preview had
3: a serious spoiler at the beginning. You know, I mean, like, well, I guess a teaser. I guess it was not a spoiler. Yet. Right. It's a teaser that I probably, I'm probably sworn to D twenty three secrecy on that, but it was intense. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It had a little bit to do with the very, very last clip of of uh, Thor of Ragnarok, Thor right? And uh, Galax- and Guardians of the Galaxy. But mm-hmm. what we saw was even more intense. And if you want to know, I can tell you. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, and I saw the leaked copy, right? So, and that, that's not the copy that uh, Disney wanted me to see. But, um, but what was interesting is that it, it was so different. And we we mentioned this in our reaction, but they really focused so much on those characters and just like going into those relationships that they've spent the last decade building, and that's why I loved that trailer so much, because it didn't give a lot away. No. Um, but, of course, the one that you saw at D23, I think it gave considerably more away, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, Yes. It's, Which one did you like more? Since you're like the only one that's seen both of them. I'm like, like uh, let's see, considering that I
3: was in some sort of really crazy um, second day um, haze of D23, um, uh I, okay, I'd like the D23 more because there was more action and it told you a little bit more. Okay. I kind of think it just, you know, briefly, I kind of think looking at the trailer that was released yesterday, I think it sets up the announcement that they made yesterday that, that um, this cycle is coming to an end. Right. I think that's because they were trying to establish the intensity of their relationships and that sort of thing. And so I think they were sort of getting the audience ready for that
0: idea. I gotcha. I got you. Well, let's jump right into some news stories about the parks or about the studios and then we're going to actually uh, have the two of you talk to us a little bit about Coco. Ah. We we aren't necessarily doing a full review of that today. This will be a non-spoiler review because Anna and I haven't had a chance to see it. We'd like to see it soon so we can do it for a future episode. Uh, But we want to learn about Coco and Olaf's Frozen Adventure as well. (laughs) And then uh, our main feature for today, Anna you picked it. It was your fa- it's your favorite Christmas movie.
1: Uh, I would say close second because my my favorite is It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, but, like favorite. Otherwise, would be
0: this one, for sure. And what's that?
1: It's the Santa Claus. Yes, with
0: with an E at the end. Uh, And I have a funny story about that when we get there. So let's jump right into news. And our first news, we want to get it out of the way, uh, but we felt like we needed to address this or talk about it a little bit. And Vanessa's going to read a quick news story for us.
2: Yeah, so this is uh, regarding John Lasseter, the chief creative officer of Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios. He is taking a six-month leave of absence citing unspecified, quote, missteps, a stunning reversal of fortune for a figure so influential in Hollywood, he's often been compared to Walt Disney. Lasseter, the pioneering executive who built Emeryville, California-based Pixar Animation Studios into an entertainment juggernaut and helped revive Disney's once-struggling animation business, said in a memo to staff that the decision followed a, quote, number of difficult conversations that have been very painful for me. He added, quote, it's never easy to face your missteps, but it's the only way way to learn from them, it's been brought to my attention that I've made some of you feel disrespected or uncomfortable, that was never my intent. People close to the studio who requested anonymity to protect the relationship said several female employees had complained internally about the interactions with the executive.
0: So I feel like it's never a good idea to timestamp when you're actually recording a podcast, but all this stuff is so fluid, and we don't know what's going to happen in the time between when we record this and when we drop it. So we're talking about this on a Thursday um, here at at the end of November, and right now what we know of this... This is that he's taking this what he's calling a six-month sabbatical or a leave of absence? Um, and the story's kind of unclear where it where it's at from here. And of course, this is a, a huge thing that's going on in all of popular culture, from politics to Hollywood to just about every industry. Matt Lauer was fired yesterday uh, because of this, uh, these types of sexual uh, misconduct allegations. So it's it's a hot topic right now, and, and this one hit me kind of hard because um, you think of John Lasseter. As someone that truly encompasses what Disney is, I mean, he was a Jungle Cruise skipper. He, that was a, famously his first, one of his first jobs, and then to now be running the creative side of the studio. He was, up until recently, mentioned as potentially one of the successors to Bob Iger uh, to be the CEO. and And this is just—it's it, a shame. Um, I will say there there are some. Uh, Information coming out, like the, the first report of this was from the Hollywood Reporter, and they cited that Rashida Jones had left Pixar because of the sexual misconduct um, or the improper way that Lasseter would handle employees. She has since said that that was not the reason why she left; that she left because um, she didn't feel that there was enough diversity or opportunities for women. Still, not great, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not the other. So the fact that. Uh, THR has now gone back and had to correct that. Uh, Obviously, there must have still been other allegations that we are not privy to, uh, or else why would he be taking the six-month leave of absence? Of course, you could say on the other side of things, well, if it if disney could cooperate these much like nbc news just did with matt lauer why wouldn't he just be fired and not just kind of put on this this resting period so i want to get your opinions on this it's a really murky topic i get that but um i'll just let anybody start who wants to
2: well, first of all, I want to say it's it's very interesting. You know, when the first couple of announcements came out about, let's say, Weinstein, for example, and you hear some of the things, they're so awful, and you awful, think, yeah. oh, w- why didn't this come out sooner? This, uh, Why would anyone keep this a secret? Well, this is clearly black and white. And then as the list begins to progress and we get someone like Lasseter, who we really look up to, y- you feel that tug that of this may, you know, people look up to him, this may be why people were... Why, why these women or anyone else on staff was reluctant to come forward because they they have mm-hmm. to go against that and that's that's very tough and I think that's it's 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 good for us to take that into consideration because now we understand how this happens. How yeah, right. um, you know that that doesn't excuse him from anything it's just helping us better understand okay what can we learn from this so that maybe we can help prevent this in our own lives
0: that's absolutely absolutely true and uh, to to mention that the way that this differs from a Harvey Weinstein or even what we're learning about Matt Lauer or many of the congressmen and senators that are uh, having these allegations brought forth is that this is apparently more um, people felt uncomfortable with the way that he would hug you or like, kiss you on the cheek, things like that, that maybe not from even Lassiter's perspective were overtly sexual, but... They were creepy, right? Or like mm-hmm. they, like that they right. they went right. beyond too much. <laughs> they went beyond that workplace etiquette that you're supposed to have. And so mm-hmm. I think there is a bit of a difference between Weinstein and in some of the other cases. We, we're kind of trying to lump all sure. Them together. Sure, it's kind of like a spectrum. But, I mean, yeah, um, not exactly. that it excuses
2: any of that on no, the spectrum, right. but right. there is a big difference. Probably between, from what we know of what Weinstein did and what Laster's done, again, right. doesn't excuse any of it. But um, it, it's very interesting to, to to learn from these on a case by case basis.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Anybody else have something to to well, bring? I, up? I think that we just, even though, we, especially
3: with Laster and, and anyone that is a celebrity or a political figure, you kind of, I think, the general public. Um, looks up to them as uh, at least, uh, if not an authority figure, or at least yeah, I guess a celebrity, and that you 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 ex- perhaps expect a little bit more, but you see that they're they're human and have foibles and actually really more than foibles, really sort of qualities that we wish they didn't have. Mm-hmm. And um, with uh, I think with with Lassiter, I think that they were that he was proactive in this decision and he was part of it. So he was taking himself out. However, I think the other thing is i I can imagine that he works extremely hard, um, you know, with long hours and all of those sort of things, again, not an excuse, but I think, you know, this time away is probably the breather that he hasn't had in, in his whole career. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I would be surprised honestly, in the next six months if he does return.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's been a bit of um, rumor, speculation about just his personal, like, what you're getting to exactly, and I I guess he's picked up on the drinking um, and things like that, where he's a bit of a downward spiral. I mean, if you think about it, this is an insane job to have, and again, we all keep saying it, it doesn't excuse any of the behavior that he's he's been alleged to have done, and I, I mean, if he... He's essentially acknowledging it. I, we, we say everybody has to say "alleged" for legal reasons or whatever, right. but you know, uh, he, he wouldn't be taking the sabbatical or step away or, or say that he had missteps if he wasn't at least confirming what um, some of these allegations have been. And my guess is, just
3: from um, an impression of the the Disney PR machine, is that that this that even to allow this to come out. Um, so I think that they are—they're still yielding and wielding a very, um, lots of power in that this is kind of this has been mentioned and has moved on. And actually, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen this story. This story isn't in the evening news, as you know, as the picture of one of right. the people that are on the list. Mm-hmm. You know, so so there's. It's, I don't a know lot if that's of because about, of the questions it's that are, like, you know, what. It, absolutely I, I think you're right and money and able to produce i mean it's you know
2: and and well,
3: but but we've come to a, a a point where regardless of the financial and creative uh talents that are in this it has sort of become this Time of reckoning when it's not tolerated. Right, Which, period. Uh,
2: again, so like, as much as I'm disappointed by this, I'm glad something, yep. and even on, again, I go back to the spectrum, even though it may be not as bad as one might imagine, yeah. I'm glad it's being brought up because right. those and are really hard for those people who have to experience this to say anything. So now right. that we can shed some light on this, I think it's really helpful to the people who've been hurt and, and just to prevent things like of that nature from
3: occurring. I just I mean, think after yesterday, like, I mean, you something know, I'm sorry no, to speak. but anyway, <laughs> I'm like going, uh. um, I think especially after yesterday, in fact, I just, mm-hmm. you know, was talking to people in my office that at least I, th- maybe for guys, you know, or whoever who's mm-hmm. in power that is, has, a, a, you know, the inclination to cross some sort of line, You know, they just have to say Matt Lauer in their head. Yeah. And then they go, nope, not going to do
0: that. Well, and hopefully they do. You know, I mean that. Right, uh, right. I hope that this doesn't just... Hashtag Matt Lauer in your head. You don't want this to go any further. One, I just hope that it doesn't um, this this whole uh, Me Too movement that's going on on Facebook and, and elsewhere, Like, I hope that that doesn't go away mm-hmm. and then we go back to the same culture. Sure. Right. Um, I think that this has to be a turning point and we have to figure out well, I, all the allegations are different and uh, we have to come back and, and figure out how you judge those people on an individual basis mm-hmm. uh, because the things that one is accused of is far more heinous. Than and another, that kind of thing. Um, So it's just... It, it's something that we're we're going to have to continue to deal with. And um, to wrap this up, I, I haven't been able to mention this on a podcast. We haven't really talked about this issue. Um, it's important to timestamp things because about a week before Harvey Weinstein stuff came out, I recorded uh, a podcast about Goodwill Hunting, and I was very mm-hmm. uh, complimentary of Harvey Weinstein for uh, having picked up those independent films and things like that. And so again, it's one of those like. It, you just never know what's going to happen. And yeah. you don't know who it's going to affect next. I keep mm-hmm. saying, like, if it turns out that Tom Hanks is involved in any of this, oh, I'm, I'm, done. Out. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Call me out. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's like... Eh. Power and, and money. It's, just, like, it's going, just rough. So, yeah. but let's move on to something more cheery. Uh, we were going to yeah. do your Yay. cocoa review right now, but I think I'm going to jump uh, in line and do the the questions from the fan from the group. Um, oh, sure. If that's okay. Yeah. Because I want to, have to talk about something cheery. Yeah. Um, and not that the Day of the Dead isn't cheery, but. Uh, <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, maybe
0: we should skip ahead. So <laughs> Diz Fan Central, oh, yeah. if you guys aren't involved in Diz Fan Central, I encourage you to go and join this group. It's a great group that Brett put together and he posts so many things about Disney all day long. Um, you can you can keep up you can keep up on Disney in a, in a less than, in than a, obsessive but sort of obsessive way. Well, in like, in like a really in like a really good way because like yeah. in the middle of the day where you're just like oh I'm frustrated, you can like see what Brett posted, and you can be like, Oh, there's a
2: live stream to <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, or whatever. There is a live stream, okay. <laughs> You yeah, do a great job amazing. as what he's trained. That yeah. is so nice. Thank I, you. I do. But we, I went out and I asked uh, what are some questions um, that people have, and I did get some uh, sent to me. Uh, two in particular I wanted to have you guys address. One, we talked about on the page already, but I uh, wanted to bring that discussion here. But what is your favorite restaurant in all of Walt Disney World? Mm-hmm. Only name one because we're on time constraint. So I'll go first. <laughs> the best meal I've ever had in my life, I think. No, in my life was at Ohana for dinner. I loved it. It's it, so good. Right? Everything lucky, from lucky, I've never been there. Oh, oh my amazing. god. I know. And it was one table service credit. You know, yes. that was that was what was incredible about it.
1: And it's like one of those meals where you have the salad and you're like, Oh god, this is the best salad I've ever had. <gasps> and they bring you the next course. You're like, Nope, this is the best oh. I've ever had. And they bring you the next course and it just Everything gets better. It's so good.
0: And then that bread pudding at the end. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's family style, so they, they just bring you out the food, and they give you whatever you'd like. You could always ask for more. Um, it's like a $69 meal, generally, mm-hmm. but it's counted as a one-table service credit. So if you, you. If you wow. are uh, yeah. on the Disney dining plan in particular, you need to book this ASAP, <laughs> or um, our friends, Tim and Kara, just went to Disney World, and I was like, you just got to keep checking, like every single day. Mm-hmm. And they they ended up not getting to go, but yeah. uh, it is one that fills up immediately. Um, but it it's the best meal I've had. And then we went. That was right before we jumped on the cruise. We went to the really fancy Remy De, uh, restaurant on the cruise ship. Oh, how which, was that? Oh my
3: god! Oh my gosh. It was I'm the only incredible. I've never been on a cruise. Well, oh, you're well that. That. It's so
0: much fun. <laughs> we should Izzy do a cruise. group cruise. <laughs> uh, but uh, that. I still would say Ohana was better than Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, Anna, I'll let you go next. I might have yeah. stolen yours. So no, you can actually take I think mine else. is still
1: Yak and Yeti. We had oh. we went again this past February <laughs> and um, the sushi that I had was incredible. It was the best I've ever had. Hands down. And now they have a quick service location yeah. and
0: a table service. You're talking right. about the table Sorry, service. Sorry,
1: yeah, thank you. We went to okay. I like their quick service too, but we went to the table service and it was so good.
0: And uh, that's actually it's a Landry's web, uh, restaurant, which is uh, different. It's not uh, a not Disney owned and operated, but Landry's is the, they're the people that own like Red Lobster and
3: mm-hmm. and several
0: others. But uh-huh. uh, it, it is very extremely wow. good. We basically just had like yeah. appetizers and we split an entree. It was I like think a curry chicken. It was oh, great. Wow. It was so it was good. curry chicken. Mm-hmm.
1: <gasps> that's super curry. good. Really interesting, different stuff. Oh I loved wow! It. And our
0: yeah. our tip about that restaurant is if you sit on the upstairs at during the parade time, the parade comes right by the windows oh, so if you can get like, those right window seats great oh yeah. my gosh that is it's good beautiful. okay yeah.
3: it, i think that's well my only question is when i've walked past and had not experienced the food and when i was on my way to kilimanjaro nope nope on my way to expedition everest okay. right the idea of yak and yeti buy a roller coaster is questionable <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't want to i don't want to say anything you don't bad want to experience but yeti. i'm like going oh. yeah I'm like going <laughs>
2: yak
3: yeah. mm. but anyway that's but true
2: now I'm thinking <laughs> do they still do the parade at Animal Kingdom because when I went oh in,
0: uh, did they cut it off uh, we haven't uh, been in a while so I
2: think I, I they the, didn't the have daily, one and I've been haven't had
0: the
3: jingle, they didn't have the jingle jangle blue jungle jungle oh, really? one this this
0: year I wonder how much yeah. of that is affected Pandora. by the fact that Pandora is still sucking up so many people yeah. and maybe it's one yeah, of those that things that be, might come back yeah. Yeah. you know I what I mean like after because after it's Star Wars Land and Toy Story Land, <laughs> all those open, and you can kind of go to right. all these different places, and maybe Pandora won't have four-hour waits every day, um, then maybe some of that stuff might return. But, Yak and Yeti, a great choice. Mm-hmm. Vanessa?
2: Well, I, I was going to... Uh, Brett always makes fun of me when I choose my Stop. restaurant choices, no. because I like to go to the same places in Disney Springs, wow. but now that I think about it... <laughs> oh
1: I'm right? like, hello.
2: Um, hoop-dee-doo, musical review. I know it's a sh- dinner show, but, man, the food was... Killer. They have the strawberry shortcake at the end which was just Amazing! You can't really eat it because you're so full. Um, It's—I mean—it's like home cooked, like home cooking meal. Yeah. But the better. cornbread was just super sweet, and I've been trying to find something mm-hmm. similar here, and I just keep throwing it at the ceiling because it's just, <laughs> just not the same. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like
0: that's, This
2: isn't the same cornbread. I'm done with it.
0: <laughs> that's something I—I uh, I definitely it would be great to to experience, and I, I haven't had the chance to yet. Mm-hmm. But um, it's one of those you got to jump on right away, right? And my understanding, Absolutely. I think a little bit easier because there's like three shows a night. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. It wasn't
0: as a former briefly. I say, we're, were you in yes, this? we six bits. That's yeah, great. Briefly,
3: but he. I'm <laughs> awesome. thinking if you were on Broadway, you'd that's say you were joke. on Broadway for one night. You know, I'm like, why well, yeah. have six
0: bits for more than one night? So that's excellent. <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, longest running theatrical performance in the world. My understanding. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. That's what I. Uh, most whatever I hear. Things, about it, or most you know. continuous because performances. is it a, is it an opening day performance or was it no nope. Nope. Okay. it started off like it, it it was a precursor to the college program i believe oh, okay. actually okay. cool it was kind of
3: hey let's you know hey let's mm-hmm. put on a show sort of experience that's neat but yeah but i mm-hmm. worked with Pam Bannon who was um, she was the graver but i think she was one of the or show director and she was one of the original Anyway, the singer woman. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's awesome. It's part of it. Fantastic. Well, Brett,
0: what's your favorite? Okay. Uh, briefly, one. I have two Walt Disney World, Boma. <laughs> okay. All right. Again, I say it's. Uh-huh. it's uh, and is that the one inside Animal Kingdom Lodge or is that Sinatra? Yes. Or oh, Boma is, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, yeah, so it's next to Gico. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is a sense. It is a. Uh, what do I call it? Um, it is a safari for the senses. So I didn't know I didn't know I liked curry. <laughs> I until... love
0: that so much. Well, it's true. <laughs> I oh wish God. that everybody <laughs> could have saw the <laughs> There was the burst person. there was there, there was a burst gesture. of
3: hand gesture.
0: Basically if you true. saw it, you'd be <laughs> wanting to sign up for
3: BOMA right now. Yeah. Right. It, right. Is. So awesome. it is. It's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> I did not know that I was I didn't know that I was a fan of curry until until I went there. And I was expecting and and kind of the I guess Um, the flavor profile is that what you said yeah sure the flavor profile was sweeter than i expected Mm -hmm. i was expecting something a little bit more exotic and it was exotic and the babo tea is wonderful and and even the breakfast is good um but yeah but there's all sorts of really good it's like well um boma is in a nutshell it's like um it's it's, uh, it's basically your s'mores board, uh, but it's <laughs> themed, so it's, it's a Disney-themed sort of thing. It's this African sort of thing, so it's all, they're in pods. They're in different sort of pods, entree, and oh, the soups are un- Real. Oh, yeah. That's why I got a Vitamix. Yay! Awesome. So just got a Vitamix. What's your okay.
2: second one, real quick?
3: Okay, quickly. Um, Disneyland. I had the amazing opportunity to meet up with my friends Cindy Hartunian and Ryan, um, and we went because we hadn't seen each other in gulp twenty years. And we went to uh, we went to oh shoot uh, the restaurant at the Grand Californian uh, Napa Rose. Mm. Okay. And not only did we do that. But we did the chef's table. Oh wow! With yeah. Andrew Sutton and everyone else telling us everything that we were eating, so we were like cool. having this amazing experience, and then trying to catch up on twenty years.
0: So it was a big
3: night. That's excellent. What? That was a good, very night.
0: very awesome. cool. Uh, I'm going to throw out uh, just because he got to. Uh, <laughs> if you want a character experience, if you're looking for that for your kids in particular, go to Tusker House for breakfast. Mm-hmm. That's the cheapest character dining, and it's so cool, and it's a great buffet. Yeah. What are so, the characters? Uh, uh, it's the five mains. Okay. Uh, well, six really, because Daisy's a. Uh and, and- it, that's pretty much it but you get a lot of time with them and the uh, buffet has all you can want from your American side, your Mickey Waffles, all that but it also does bring in some of those like African uh, entrees and stuff like that mm-hmm. some spices that you wouldn't get Maybe normally <laughs> and I think, I believe when we went, uh, we were on the Disney Dining Plan yeah. again but I think it was twenty nine ninety nine for adults which isn't bad for a character meal oh. um, and then I think it was only nineteen ninety nine for kids uh, which really isn't bad for a character meal at all. Um, Of course, we're talking all Disney World prices. That would be ridiculous to go to breakfast for that. Else, (laughs) Other than Disney. Uh, I'm going to save the last question. I I keep changing things up on our schedule, but I decided that would be a nice way to to wrap up. Right? So so let's come back to that later. Now I want to talk Coco with you guys. So if you could walk us through Maybe spend five to ten minutes talking about Coco and Olaf and what we should expect. Remembering that Anna and I haven't seen it yet, so okay. sell us on It'll why we should time go than see Anna, this. My guess, because yeah. we, if this is a non-spoiler, we okay. Can, yeah,
2: we don't want to spoil Mm-mm. too much for you. Should
3: we At start all? with? Olaf? I think we should start with the short. The, you take people, it away Brett. You some start. People, okay. <clears throat> rats. So, time, rats. Okay. <laughs> now, I've been reading. Articles in the internet, uh, like always oh, oh, dangerous. I'm <laughs> like going. They are so. Uh, they are so, oh, why do you know? People are walking out of it. Why do I have to do this? They are on oh, their whatever. phones. They're doing all this sort of because instead of watching, um Ola's frozen yeah, shorts, Ola's, which right? is, frozen, which is
1: a long okay. short about twenty yes, minutes. but I'm like, but like the time
3: went by like that
1: exactly.
3: And um, but I'm like going. It, it's it, number one. It comes from a franchise that is the number one. Attended or grossing um, animated film ever? Okay, and so and that was four years ago. So we've had some since then. So anyway, um, so it was just curious that there's a bunch of haters out there. If you're a hater, just don't watch it. Close your eyes, take a little nap for 21 minutes, and they'll be back, and you'll get to see Coco. But it was charming. I it was it was available for nine dollars. The the on the the soundtrack was available for nine dollars on iTunes, and I. Right on. And it right <laughs> up, and it makes me. And, it, and it's just I listen to it. It's in my car, and I'm like going. It's like there's like it's like some new Christmas standards uh-huh. that are about. That's cool. You know the the feelings of the family that you create, whether it's part of you know your actual family or you know people that you come together and uh-huh. and form a family of friends, as I like to say.
2: And it's a short. So, uh, you know, we're not... I wasn't going into it expecting any kind of real plot development. Right. I was just looking for a cute... Story which they've, they've done before, and you know, I was really worried about the humor. I thought, Oh, it's gonna be cheesy, and they're not gonna ever make jokes. No, it was totally the opposite funny. of that. It's oh very, gosh. very funny. Yeah. Uh, Olaf, yes,
3: great. oh my gosh, it, sometimes Olaf it's hard so making the
2: story around the you know comic <laughs> relief, but it really, I thought it was really done well. I was That's laughing, fine. my yeah. mom told okay. me to stop, and I was embarrassing her. <laughs> um, so I recommend watching it. Um, if you're the, a fan, yeah, I mean, well, look at the release that. time, it's that season that's why it should be included it's fine just i think
0: that there was like this um so obviously from a disney side they're thinking uh this might help get butts in seats i'm assuming it was why they wanted to do this but other yeah. people are saying why isn't it a holiday special mm-hmm. all of that stuff but i i just think it's you're getting more for your money i guess if you were if you had kids um, the only thing i could look at is if you had kids first of all they would love olaf um, but maybe towards the end of Coco, they might be getting a little tired because I think Coco runs about an hour 45, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, like. two hours, two and a half out, hour, two hours and ten minutes with the trailers, that's... That's a long time. I get that, but I think that there is just a lot of frozen hate, and I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, yeah. It's cool that they brought back you know all the the cast and uh, and all the uh, animators. I believe the director was the director from Frozen, so it's you know this is mm-hmm. and it's standard to get a short like this uh, in front of a Pixar movie. Usually our shorts are about ten minutes, so this just doubles that. Mm-hmm. And my last thing I I will say on it is that I think it's cool that it's a combination of Walt Disney Animated Studios with Pixar. Mm-hmm. So usually Pixar does the short. They did Lava and they did the Paper uh, Boy or Paper or whatever. Um, so usually they do that, and they do their own thing. And then Walt Disney Animated does their shorts before their movie. This is kind of a combination of both. Yeah. And I like that.
2: And I just have to laugh, because I read some of the negative articles, and they said, they're combining Pixar. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, they're owned by the same company.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, not just not different like, divisions, yeah, right, in like, the same company.
2: Right. I'm like, what's the big deal? And then, like, I think there was a quote from a child of, Mommy, why are, I thought we came to see Co-, it? said, no child ever while watching Frozen. Correct. <laughs> they loved it. I'm sure they loved it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was really fun to see before, yeah. seeing Coco, which yeah, so Coco. was also wonderful. that. I was, um, I didn't know what to expect. I, you know, the trailer kind of, um, you know, kind of told you the general plot idea of what was going to be happening. He goes to the this other world of where um, his family, that his past, is at, and um wasn't really sure how they were going to make that into a enjoyable a feel kind of film. Family, yeah, feel good family <laughs> film. But they did it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to point out is they mentioned that this is the Pixar musical movie. Ooh. I don't know that I would necessarily call it a musical. I, I think it more of is a movie mm-hmm. with songs mm-hmm. in it, okay. and, and the soundtrack I love. Um, again, I wasn't sure, especially um, you know with it. Sometimes they, they do a little bit of Spanglish, um, mm-hmm. if, if, how much I would enjoy that. I really enjoyed it a I lot. I really
3: enjoyed it, Yeah. I
2: wonder, I don't know, Brett, maybe, you, do you speak a little Spanish or like well, beginner I, 101 or anything?
3: Um, I speak a little French, so it's a it romance so language, it's okay. yeah, so it's similar. But I did watch Ugly Betty, so, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, let know. so I'm like going, so, and that's what I loved about it. I'm like going, I think... You know, I I with the last or with Moana, which is about Polynesian cultures, uh-huh. and now this is about um, Hispanic cultures. Or um, I think that the I I think you're showing you're giving um, a little bit more of a glimpse into you know into other people's lives, mm-hmm. even animated or not, right. digitally animated or not, and um, you get to learn
0: about these cultures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Um, I very much enjoy. it. Already that. the highest grossing music uh, movie in Mexico in history. In oh, Mexico.
2: wow. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Oh, I'm sure. That and it's been out right. for 10 days and, or whatever.
2: Right. And well, I, I wonder for the English version if, if it's helpful, and maybe someone can answer this after listening, um, if it's helpful to know a little Spanish before watching it because you can pick up on like little nuances <laughs> yes. of the songs and, and, and how Begley they speak Betty, to each other. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so but, but it would still be good <laughs> if you don't sure, yes. know no, you don't it's still know. a very, it's good. a very good film. I know I cried a bunch, but it's just, it's like a good was, cry. Yeah,
3: I was it was an ugly cry.
2: And but the plot just, wasn't totally predictable. I didn't think. Did you think? I, I am I just really naive? And no, I,
0: I would. I saw I saw it coming. So, you, awesome. so it had so it had its some Pixar surprises. moments yes. of like the beginning of Up where it just tramples your no, heart. It kind isn't of that bad. No, 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 no. Actually, okay. it starts
3: it's just off highly really
2: upbeat. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, you're talking about those that are here and those that are not, and remembering those that are not, and we get to gotcha. see kind of what that's like and their re- and their relationship to those that are here.
2: Yeah, and you you start off the story with thinking it's going to be about ambition and being who you are and do anything you can, to mm-hmm. be who you are, but it Really, in its entirety, the heart of the movie is family, mm-hmm. and it was oh, well, it just gave me mm-hmm. tingles. That yes, I just got tingles.
0: Go that's, that's amazing. <laughs> our, 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 that. our, our are choreographed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's amazing. Well, we're really looking forward to seeing it, yeah. and maybe we will try our our darndest to make that our January movie. Don't you think? Um, I think we should. Winter Olympics are in February, so yeah. that has to be cool. Runnings, guys, but uh, but you know, I really think maybe we can get into this a. Lot deeper.
2: And yep. We didn't even say how beautiful the film oh my is. I'm gosh. so sorry for not yes. saying that because the, it's the beautiful story was ways. so good, but it is exquisite. It's mm. seen seen in 3D. I think I didn't. I didn't, I didn't no, but see, I no. think it'd be really cool yeah, to well see it in 3D really, because
3: it's I'm not a big beautiful. Fan of 3D, but they I think do. It'd be good. Well. I bet it'd be kind of yeah. digital. I mean, it's yeah. so
2: pretty. So do that. great, not, great yeah. movie. So the other oh, it was
3: interesting. Back to D23 when I was talking to a new friend who who um, works at the studio and he was talking about um, each time, you know, they, they put a challenge in front of them as far as, um, you know, new technologies and new ways to do things. And this one was all about light mm. and it was clear, you know, and there was even water in it, because, which was like their last challenge, mm-hmm. but this, you know, so we saw a little bit of water. I'm like going, look at the water. They're so good at that. And then it was light. Well, hello. So yeah. that was
0: mm-hmm. beautiful. That's excellent. That beautiful. That's excellent. It's cool. Like you said, uh, especially even, you know, at the heart, they're, these are produced for uh, children to understand different cultures and things. My son loves the Moana soundtrack, and he's two years old. Oh yeah, you know, so uh, just fantastic uh, stuff. And I guess just to, to name drop and link to our first uh, our first story, you know, uh, why don't they have more women's? Directors and, and in spaces like this, the only woman to have directed a Pixar movie, uh, she was on the podcast last month, Brenda Chapman, uh, and then she went on to win the Academy Award for it. So you know that, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, so it's just one of those things where if you're going to show these inclusive stories, also be as inclusive a company as possible. That's yeah. my my light, slight little rant. Well, thanks guys for that. It's yeah. fantastic. And now do you want to go? Oh, I <laughs> <wanna> go <some laughs> and we're going to take a. Very brief break, and then we'll be right back with the Santa Claus. Howdy, partner. Are you looking for
3: a big new podcast to make a splash in your ears? We'll cast away your troubles and listen extremely loud and incredibly close. Tom Hanks' filmography is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. I'm your best good friend, Elvis Kunesh, and I host Tom Hanksgiving, a podcast where every week a special guest and I discuss a different Tom Hanks movie. We analyze the plot. That sequence is incredibly sad. And I should cry. (laughs) Rank his performances.
2: Everything, the way he shakes his hands, the way he moves his mouth, his spitting. Discover hidden
3: meanings. So you're taking a lot of moments that feel like sloppy filmmaking and suggesting that they are an argument for divine intervention. Yes. And above all, celebrate the spirit of friendship. This is why I'm marrying this guy. (laughs) Catch us if you can by searching Tom Hanksgiving on your podcast app or go to TomHanksgiving.com. I sure hope you'll join us. And until then, thanks for listening. Tom Hanks. Thanksgiving,
0: and we're back. That was a pretty brief break, right, guys? Magical Magical break. Uh, So let's talk about the Tim Allen-led The Santa Claus with an E. And I I mentioned this at the top. I'm taking a history of Christmas class right now. And uh, the instructor, the professor, had said, make sure when you're spelling Santa Claus, you never spell it with an E. It doesn't have an E. And he said that he puts the blame on this movie, solely (laughs) on this movie, because of the E. And if you look at the graphic on the box, it even has the e" kind of tilted and of course they 're alluding to the the santa Clause, the, the pun of the Santa Claus that uh, wraps him in this uh, legal. Uh, binding that he has to become Santa Claus, so um, I think everybody knows the synopsis of this movie so let 's go right into first impressions and we 'll start with Anna because this was kind of your choice
1: yeah, I think what what I like about this movie so much is that it embodies the spirit of Christmas to me. it has for an adult watching it still gives you that childhood wonder of what Christmas is like, and you remember your childhood and it's yes it 's silly and it has some corny moments, but I think that 's why I enjoy it so much and it, as a child too I enjoyed it because I'm like oh my gosh Cena's on the roof and (laughs) like how cool is that that he came and visited him and I just I, I see it both ways now and that's why I enjoy it
2: well, I agree. Um, I, I Honestly, uh, last time I had seen it, I was a kid, and I'm sure it was in elementary school when we watched it as a group. Um, and I had to rent it because <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. I remember what happened. And we're but, still
0: not on the 25 Days of Christmas yet.
2: Right. So um, yet. I, I rented it, and I'm just like having all these flashbacks because I'm like, oh, this is so 90s. All right. It's like, CD <laughs> <TV> player. <laughs> for,
0: for sure. For the, for the we're the Disney Channel for Christmas. I <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>. like <laughs> to oh, slide yeah. that in there. By the way, parents, this is a really good idea. Back when yeah. it didn't just come with basic like, cable oh, or whatever, right. oh, exactly. the, I would pay for that Disney
3: Channel. again. Oh
0: my gosh, that's that's oh. hilarious. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of those movies that like we revisit it every single yeah, year because I it's one to. of your oh. favorites. But. Mm-hmm. Um, It just brings back those nostalgic goggles for sure, like and loving that uh, that childhood time of the early '90s and stuff. It was Mm -hmm. just like it was great, fantastic. Brett, your first impressions of the film? Um, I liked, I guess, from an aesthetic
3: sense. Oops, I said the word aesthetic. Anyway, I liked it because I okay, I was not, I was past my grade school years when I saw this the first time. and I liked I liked going I liked the idea that um, the North Pole looked like I wanted to look uh-huh. you know yes and it was ma- and it was magical and you know, okay um, elves sometimes creep me out and <laughs> these all these elves are all cute you know. but then it was they were okay obviously they were played by kids but their story was so funny you know that you know I'm dating someone I'm dating someone and rapping that sort of thing
2: so when I was a child I'm watching this I thought Bernard was like just the cutest guy (laughs) (laughs) and as I was watching this I was watching this and I was like you know that's kind of weird but I wonder where he is now I kid you not he's married to a Vanessa and I (laughs) I was like what happened man
0: You should have known. There's some parallel universe. I know, we're like, yeah, so not that
1: Vanessa!
2: No, I love my husband, but you know, a yes. movie star—that's <laughs> <A movie laughs> an star.
1: upgrade, right?
3: <laughs> interesting. I mean, he's he's had a a wide ranging career after that too. You'd think that he would, you know, be pigeonholed as an yeah. as an elf. Yeah, and no, he's done very well for himself, and
2: he's done a lot of <laughs> interest. He did that. what is it Sausage Party or something? Yeah, uh,
3: he
0: was. Uh, he was, he was uh, I oh, heavens!
2: What? This is from one extreme to the other, I
0: think. But
2: um, yes, yeah. well,
0: I mean, anyway. talk about one extreme. Tim Allen uh, coming right. from a, a cocaine convention. And being in jail, too, being, a, and you Aww. never knew that as a as a mm-hmm. kid. Like no, I, you know, all. I just I. Didn't know that history, and actually Disney had to lax their. They had a uh, ex con policy where they wouldn't hire ex convicts, and they had to grant a waiver to Tim Allen for this movie, which is wow. interesting. And to it me. was his first first film. lead film, yeah, because he of course was huge on right. Home Improvement, and actually the the trivia in this mentioned that for a week in what year was this 1993 or four uh, that he owned it was he was number one. He had the number one TV. Show with Home Improvement The number one movie with the Santa Claus And the number one book Because he had just put out an autobiography Mm -hmm. So (laughs) he had a pretty good year That was a good year
2: Um, I have a question for you guys Because I didn't even realize this Until I watched it last night But that kind of Is very similar to the movie Liar Liar yeah, and, and, yeah, and yeah, I I didn't ever pick up on that, you know, in the past, and, and it's it was just really interesting to see mm-hmm. them making him out to be kind of a kind of a jerk a little uh-huh. bit, not not totally because oh. he cares a lot about his kid, but right. you know to the. To his the his co-workers and his ex-wife and, and Neil, poor Neil, oh, just know. wants a weenie whistle.
0: Well, <laughs> I, poor, poor Neil, Judge. he's not poor Neil. Can I just say, Judge Reinhold, uh, we we messed up naming our kid because okay. that's a that's a stellar name. Yeah, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Love, love you, Judge Reinhold. If you ever want to be on the podcast, just let us know. Uh, so, yeah, totally. I, I see the similarities there, and I see. Yeah. I think every good Christmas movie has some kind of connection to a Christmas Carol, and I, I definitely see a bit of Ebenezer Scrooge, especially at the mm-hmm. beginning yeah. when he's at the party and he's kind of sleazy, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and then he's he's driving home, he's lying, <laughs> you know, about right. the traffic. Right. And well, all that. Right. So I don't know. I see a little bit of that Ebene- Ebenezer Scrooge in him as well, and even when he goes to see. The, the girl and uh, mentions that he's lactose intolerant and all that. You know, that yeah. you know, those little things. So I, I could see a bit of a couple of different movies in there. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I, I don't know, I think that, what am I trying to say? I think, I think a good Christmas film always has a little bit of everything in it. And I think this one does that well. It has... Um, like you're saying, a little bit of Christmas Carol. It has a little bit of other movies that were popular at the time. So it always has that pop culture in it. So I think, um, like, one of my favorite movies too is Hocus Pocus. And I think it kind of has that same feel mm-hmm. where it has um, jokes that for me are right on point mm-hmm. and it has a little bit of what's happening right now.
3: Mm-hmm. And- yeah. And yet a classic
2: now. Definitely a know? classic. Right. Uh-huh. Is there any, uh, since this is your one of your favorites, is there any favorite part of the film for you? Because uh, I'm wondering, right. if this, I have one, She's and trying. I'm wondering how different it is from yours, but you Yeah, it no, absolutely. So I think. When we just
1: watched it recently, it confirmed this for me. But I love the musical timing when um, Tim Allen is cooking dinner for his son, and it pans and it has that white Christmas by the Drifters, boom, ba-doom, boom, ba-doom, boom, 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 and it yeah. shows this beautiful boom, spread of boom, a table, boom. and then it pans up and he's burning the turkey in the <laughs> kitchen, and I just love that part because it's just so um, true to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so,
0: and it keeps going because you mentioned like they keep bringing in that mu- music, music and all the awkward moments. Right. Like,
1: yeah. so they'll have an awkward moment and then the music stops and then after the awkward moment to get out of it the music picks up again so I just think it's just (laughs) so good timing wise and I just love it it cracks me up
2: I love the when he wakes up in the morning and he's like suddenly put on weight and he doesn't know why <laughs> and I'm like how many of us have been there?
3: <laughs> like, it's, so <laughs> like going, it's not yeah. about the cookies <laughs> right.
2: what
0: do
2: you Yeah, yeah. We'll
0: have a hot Sunday. the uh, yes, right. On the <laughs> side, yes. <laughs> yeah, I um, I did get a little offended when he hops on the scale and he's surprised and it's like in the 190s and I'm like, <laughs> come <laughs> on, <laughs> man, what's wrong?
2: Like
0: what? Am I Santa now? <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, since we're jumping right into favorite scenes, Brett, you got a favorite mm. scene you want to talk about? Um, hmm. Oh, I should have an answer for this. Um, well, I think, as I said before,
3: um, one of my favorite scenes, I guess, is you know we get when we get to see Santa's workshop for the first uh-huh. time. Mm-hmm. I think it's you know it's just so magical in the first one.
1: Uh, oh yeah,
3: not, yeah, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like that. Um, I like. Okay, okay. So uh, when they're when they're breaking the, when they're breaking Santa out of jail that they use tinsel. I'm like, going, oh, hey, this is cool. Yeah. You know? Okay, Ugh. I know. Those are like little things, but I just like the yeah. overall um, feeling of it, and that we we can all find, even as adults, that we can. Um, find the the Christmas spirit after seeing a movie or just see if we can find it ourselves during the holiday season
0: and I think that that's like absolutely right and I would say like my favorite parts are like revisiting it now are more of the sentimental notes that it hits kind of out of nowhere to you like the the fact that him and his ex-wife have such a bad relationship but then at the end she it clicks and she's just like you're him you're, you're Santa, you know, mm-hmm. and like Just that, I don't know, that that Forever spirit of believing Another good uh, a good Solid Christmas trope That I love is that that whole Belief in whether that be Santa Claus or holiday mm-hmm. Spirit or whatever the case may be That's why I love this time of year yeah. You know, it allows you to Have a certain naiveness uh, Childhood naiveness Again, mm-hmm. and um, this movie Captures that I think, in Spain's I think it does it really well. Mm-hmm. And Judge Reinhold's line reading
3: for Santa? You know, he's like a kid again, <laughs> you know? That's yeah. uh-huh. okay. so cute, that you idea. know?
2: And when he
0: blows on the whistle he's
2: just
1: yeah.
0: like, a
2: little kid. What <laughs> this yeah. read?
0: To be yeah, fair, you honey. did say, like, that's a little over the top, the, I, the blowing is. the whistle.
1: That would be one of those corny moments. <laughs> well, you know, if it's, yeah.
3: if it's what you always wanted, you know, know. That's, 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 yeah. you know let's just go with that. Because I, I showed, oh, I showed Vanessa. I looked on YouTube for the an, an ad for Mystery Days. <laughs> oh, yeah. I you know. Well, anyway, yes, those. Yeah, I'm
2: like, how is this a thing? This is is a thing. thing. mystery date. Mystery
3: date. Now you gotta see it. I would not
2: want to play with that as a child. No, No. I guess. Well, it's
3: a child of you know. Anyway. Of that it's of that, that era.
0: Yeah, but, um, so we've mentioned funny. some of the uh, some of the direct, uh, some of the actors, but um, one of the pieces of trivia I thought was pretty interesting is that there were several, much like any other major role, there were several people that uh, were considered for the part prior to Tim Allen. Oh, and I want you to go through and, and rapid-fire tell me yes or no, and if you have an extreme comment one way or the other, throw that out there, oh, too. I love this guy. This role was originally mm-hmm. written for Bill Murray. Go.
2: No. Prefer him in um,
0: Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah, and he said he, they, he declined, thinking that it did not suit his humor. Um, let's see some other ones. Liam Neeson.
2: <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> and that so is to be Santa Claus. <laughs> wow. Uh, you- no. <laughs> no.
0: Sure, why not? <laughs> You're climbing on the on the Liam Beeson trade. I'm trying to find the others uh as we go through here. Um, but there there was so many of them. Oh come on. Robin Williams.
2: Oh. I I can see Robin Williams. It would have been a different film. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Slightly, slightly more manic. Yeah. 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 And then the last—we've uh, already mentioned him once—but our good friend Tom Hanks.
2: Oh. Actually, I was thinking that last night because he reminded me of, um, oh, like Money Pit, kind of, mm-hmm. some of the acting. I was like, yeah. oh, is this is
3: kind of like it would be more
2: older style, style Tom Hanks, or the days of Tom thing. Hanks. No,
0: just kidding. <laughs> I think that there was one more in here, and if I find it, I'll, I'll come back to it because there was, oh, here it is. This one makes no sense to me whatsoever. Harrison Ford.
2: Well, Have you ever seen the movie Sabrina.
0: No, I guess I haven't. It's,
2: it, was, it was originally done with Audrey Hepburn. It was redone with Harrison Ford and uh, Julia something. Yeah. And um, he has to play kind of a grumpy guy. I guess I could kind of see it based on watching him in that film. But mm-hmm. I still think Tim Allen, for the I don't humor... I think they,
3: they would meet his price. <laughs> well, <laughs> no? like, Tim
2: Allen I think definitely would do a better job than um, well, Harrison Ford. Well, this would Ford have been and, the
3: time... Yeah. Well, Disney is known for... Um, well, for being very budget conscious, shall we say? So, and this, I'm thinking since they had this was, I don't know the exact history, but my guess is that they probably had optioned this and they looked at their number one TV star, Tim Allen, mm-hmm. and they kind of put that together. Is just my guess of possibly how that process happened, and so and so he had an audience base that was a family bay you know, family sort of thing. So they went with it, and the yeah. rest, as they
0: say, is. Christmas yeah. history Christmas history so <laughs> any other um actors that you want to call out in particular um I I just want to mention we've we've talked about Judge Reinhold a ton his his antagonist in this uh is so funny like mm-hmm. he's so stereotypically that academic guy who you know it, it kind of paints the whole like um I don't know like science-y people in a, in a kind of a poor light because he's just so black and white about all this but mm-hmm. uh, but it's still really he, he delivers it so well and then he has that turn at the end I just want to mention that and I, I love just saying his name so Judge Reinhold, <laughs> Judge, Reinhold Judge Reinhold but uh, any any other actors that you want to call out? Oh well Peter Boyle is the boss
3: you know
0: well you're an awfully big star for this and right. he goes back and he, he plays Father Time in the next one which right. I think is kind of funny like oh, so he's the only good. one that has two Different characters very within the and, and Mary Gross. I,
3: I I you know I saw that on the IMDB no, list. Who was Mary Gross? Mary Gross was what, which character? Um, Miss Daniels. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, in the in yeah. the classroom scene. Yeah. Yeah. She uh-huh. just had a oh, yeah. very so fun sweet. take of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Uh you and want She to probably her? probably filled out her, her contract. She was in big business, which is a whole other story. Which if have you ever seen Big Business? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. It's, well, it's a cult classic, at least in my head.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll have Someday. to check it out okay. for sure. Uh, do you want to talk about your guy? My guy? David Crumholtz.
2: Oh, um, he's...
0: Anything else to mention about Bernard? I just, the I
2: really liked his character. I love that mm-hmm. he had this kind of, like, slightly New York, like, uh, hey, sport, yeah. and have I ever done you wrong kind of a thing, and I don't know, I really like, as a yeah. young Vanessa, was into <laughs> the dark-haired, uh, boys, and continues to be, so, <laughs> so, um, he was cute when I was that age, and now he's also dreamy, uh, but he's happily married with kids, so, you know, whatever, but but yeah good job to him and good Charlie job. played by Eric Lloyd it was just the sweetest
1: yeah. little guy yeah, um, oh, yeah. I, just, I love how he played Charlie too he just played it so genuinely oh sure yeah it was it's so sweet he was it. So this
0: might have been one of I mean he went on to play in several like Duncan checks in and a couple of other mm-hmm. major uh apparently he was on TV he was young Bruce Wayne and Batman and Robin oh no. that should have been the end of his career um but you know he followed through with Santa Claus 2 and Santa Claus 3 as well yeah. let me see if this was his first major acting credit um uh, not quite he was in a couple of others nothing that really jumps out at me he was in uh, uh one episode of the wonder years and it looks like some tv movies but this looks greedy i guess was his first uh major motion picture and then the santa claus followed soon after that so um but yeah really good child actor he mm-hmm. he did a mm-hmm. he did a good job of bringing that story along um i guess the only one that we really haven't mentioned much at all was his ex-wife laura um mm-hmm. and i can i can pull up her name or you guys Wendy, Wendy. Yeah. yeah i Any, thought she
2: did a good job
0: yeah
3: it was it's a that would be a hard part it to would. because she was kind of the bad girl
2: Right, yeah. you have to be likable, but yeah. also the you know. You got to walk that line. Right. Yeah, for
3: sure.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: Good job. So we loved her anyway, and she, and you know her and her arc
0: was was wonderful to watch. We usually mm-hmm. do a, a part of like you know what didn't work for them mm-hmm. in the movie for you. Do you have anything that that didn't quite hit as well um, for you in this film? We'll start with Anna.
1: Well, we kind of mentioned this when we were watching it most recently, but when. Scott Calvin, um, played by Tim Allen, when he transforms overnight and he shaves off his beard and dyes his hair and, boom, comes right back, why wouldn't he go and show people, hey, look, when I shave off,
0: <laughs> yeah. this is what
1: happens to me. So this, Like
0: when he's at the court scene or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. So just,
2: I, I know, I did it theatrics, but I, I have a thought on that. Because I have a feeling, because uh, he's um, when he's walking and he's being able, he's just like having mm-hmm, this like mm-hmm. clairvoyant um, moments where he knows if someone's good or bad. I have it in my mind that he not only was he physically transforming, but his he was losing his. <laughs> mental his, um,
3: his, his Calvin. His yeah, Calvin oh. he, it was kind of
2: the spirit was taking over his thinking as well. So perhaps he didn't want to. Hmm. Um, That's
0: intriguing. To, that is good to tell
2: people about Santa because to Santa. Yes. you're not supposed to. prove Santa. No, is real Santa.
3: Is magical. Santa so that, shouldn't, that shouldn't
2: that be a That closes it up. Ha ha!
0: Okay. Well, <laughs>
2: well done. Thank you. Do
0: so we have any other plot holes that we could fill here?
2: Well, there is one thing that I don't dislike it. I just um, I wanted to be prepared for today. So if there was any plot issues, yeah. I, I was rewinding to make sure I didn't miss anything. And when she... Like, suddenly forgives him and says, You're Santa Claus. I was like, Wait a minute, what did he say? What did he say that made her convinced? Made oh, yeah. And I kept rewinding. I'm like, Oh no, she's just, he's she, being a nice guy. And then she's like, You are Santa.
0: Yeah, he looks like Santa Claus, yeah. And, right. and
2: from my memories, I always thought it was after she received that game that she remembered, but, or she realized he was Santa Claus, but it's not, it's before that. So that, um, took me for surprise. I had to rewind that a few times, but you know, whatever it works. It's fine. I just was a little confused.
3: Brett. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, again, during research, I was looking at, um, IMDB and like trivia and, and another part was, you know, like the, the mistakes or, you know, the kind of the, the oopses that happen. And I'm like going, you have to have such a really eye, good eye for that sort of thing. Cause yep. I didn't, Really see now. I kind of want to watch it again, but maybe I don't. I just want to you know watch it right. and not look for the things that are inconsistency.
0: And, you and, know? and mine is the the small. It's a technological thing. It's it, I think that like the movie would be better served because it takes me out of it a little bit. It reminds me how 90s this is. That first scene where uh, the reindeer are flying onto the roof of the house. And it's like the worst CGI. That was cutting in. in in. I know it was. And I get that. But like now, you know, you're talking about this movie being timeless. That to me time stamps this movie Mm -hmm. so much. And it's a scene that's not necessary. So I almost (laughs) feel like maybe in future releases just cut that out. Actually they cut out something else. You want to you, you probably uh, saw that in the trivia. It's really well. Funny. It was just a, it was yeah. it was just part of Scott Calvin's
3: um, humor, you know. That um, yeah, and he he, uh, he says well, you know. Anyway, there's a little there's a little throwaway line about one um, eight hundred spank me, which in the <laughs> which original, I'm like, which is funny, and it was you know it probably it went over kids' heads, but apparently it did not go over some kids' heads because because in this trivia there was a grandmother that you know that. Uh-huh that she let her grandchild call 1-800-SPANK-ME, which was a real... <gasps>
0: <laughs> oh, my real God.
3: Real line, yes. Wow. Okay, this is according to IMDb and their sources. Okay. Let's call and them the, now. You know, and well, that <laughs> and 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 Disney eventually bought... One eight hundred spank me, so they could take care of that, and then eventually was taken out of the releases. Case.
0: It would be interesting to see if it's still an active number, just to see if
3: it's like <laughs> since it
0: Disney not. Disney just completely disconnected it. I think that's. Um, I, it'd be great if it was unlike, just like, like if we go back oh, to, to Scott Calvin, <laughs> It's like a '90s recording. <laughs> no. Hi, Hi, this is John Lasseter. I'm covering one eight hundred. Oh God! Oh no! Oh, no. no that, that would be. Very, very oh, bad. No. I'm sorry I did not say that so <laughs> let's wrap up this uh, discussion of this lovely Christmas classic is there anything else that you wanted to say on this and then we'll go into our last question Hmm. Uh, we've been starting with you so much. We'll give you the final word since this, is, since this is your movie. Um, I'll start and just say that this is one of those where if you haven't revisited it for a while, you should. And uh, you should watch it even if you don't have kids, if you just like Disney, those 90s Disney movies. I think this is one hey, of the best. That's my category. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I it's a fantastic uh, film, and I love being able to come back to it every single year. It's, it's great. So I, I really enjoy this uh, this film immensely. And Brett, and we'll go around.
3: Okay. Well, as far as if you
0: um, if
3: you can have a chance to watch it on what is it? It's the twenty five days of Christmas. Yeah, on Freeform. On Freeform, which is formerly ABC Family. um, It's sort of the hocus pocus of this season, where it's on a lot. So um, it's something that you have a chance to uh, view um, many times if you become Mm -hmm. a, a fan and as enamored of it as we are.
0: Well, and uh, if you have the app, uh, we just got an Apple TV. And, oh, yeah, it's uh, really on the on the app. You can you, they have all the twenty five days of Christmas movies, just that you can play at <gasps> any time. Uh, well, they're starting. To, they're kind of putting out yeah. there like bit by bit, but uh, it's pretty. I cool. Do have an Apple TV? I can do that. Get that, and I'll talk about the Disney Now app here in a little bit uh, in my in my final question. Mm-hmm. But uh, Vanessa,
2: I even though it is a, a very nineties film in it, and it caters to me. Um, because i'm of that time frame um i still think it carries i think i think if you have kids i think it's still a good film to watch with your family even today and uh it really was a great choice so thanks anna for well, thank out,
1: talking about it i appreciate yeah. it and i completely agree with both of you um i, I agree it's one that I, I like to watch with my family and i think it just brings back the memories and um, everything. Every time I watch it, I think of a memory about when I was watching it last. So Aww. that's always kind of
0: fun too. So
1: now I have a new little memory. Oh so yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, uh, I, I saved this question for our last, um, and this is getting back to those Diz fan central questions. Uh, but in what way? What's your favorite Disney Christmas memory? Whether that's mm-hmm. being in the parks. Whether that's watching a movie, whether that's hearing a song, what is it that is? When you think of Disney and Christmas, what do you think about? And uh, I'll start with Anna first.
1: Mine is um, first time I went back to Disney World after since being a child. I was there when I was five, and I went back as an adult, and it's my first time back in the park. And we went on New Year's Day, and we went to um, Hollywood Studios and we didn't really know what these osborne lights things were but we thought maybe we'd walk down there and see if we could see anything and walking down and streets of america and seeing the osborne lights and i was blown away a
0: cast member had told us they were closed right, too right. Uh, that that was the thing cuz we were like we were like well we should go check these out like while they're we're like here a thing, so. and the cast member we walked up and we were like do you know if the osborne lights are still running and they're like oh no i'm sorry they're not running tonight <laughs> and we we're just like well let's walk back there anyway because we had seen it on, like, HGTV or something on a special, right. like, a while ago. we And so, yeah. Oh,
1: it was just incredible, and be able to see all those lights around you like that, and it just, it was just an awesome Christmas. I've never seen so
0: many lights like that before. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. Yeah, Vanessa?
2: I'm not sure if my memory is real or not. Um,
0: <laughs> I dreamed a trip to Disney uh, for a long time, so it's cool.
2: I, um, well, I know I went. I, I was a kid, and it, uh, my birthday is around uh, Christmas as well. And uh, so we went on this trip, and I remember being with my dad Mm. on Main Street, which is a very special place anyway, and um, for some reason, I think the people were moving through, so he had me leaning up against the shop. Um, And I think it was like the confectionery, or, and and I could smell all the sweet stuff and he comes out and he, and he gives me fudge. And this is the part I'm like, could this be true? Um, I just remember leaning back, eating this fudge and little snow flurries were starting to fall on main street. And, you know, it wasn't... I was watching the videos from, from like, the Christmas parties, and they have all the fake yeah. snow. It was not like that. It was just, like, five. Like, just very faintly. And melting right away, because it was Florida. Okay, But yeah. I'm like, how could that be in Florida but I remember just thinking wow this is so magical I get to be in Disney World I get to have snow I'm eating fudge with my dad we're on Main Street it's just one of those perfect memories yeah, that's awesome
3: when, very cool I've yeah, experienced snow on Christmas Day at Walt Disney World in yes. Orlando yeah getting ready for parade it was um there was there was snow in the air. It yeah. Really, yeah,
2: it was amazing. I
3: will conf- I will confirm. Thank that that you. Is a possibility. I'm not
2: going insane. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Brett, It's true. Oh well, you got like twelve, don't you? i I think I can synthesize those <laughs> into. <laughs> I'll say that. Okay, uh, having been having performed at Walt Disney World, and especially on Christmas Day. Um, I I performed um, in parades and shows, um, and especially parades when they were live. Mm-hmm. So even though we did, um, I was fortunate enough to, I was like originally cast in parades, and then I moved on to um, a, a show, but then kind of they bring everyone in for parades that day. Um, and I won't spoil any magic there. But the idea was that I would call my parents on christmas day no i'm not home you know so i call my parents and it kind of happened like for a couple of years there that i'd give an early morning call to them you know their only child who soon will be you know recognizable or perhaps unrecognized on main street usa and just you know it was it was hard i mean it was really hard you know talking to them but I was a part of other people's Christmas. I was one small part, very, very, very small part of other people's Christmases. And that kind of got me through it. You know, um, I, as far as that kind of is the synthesis of what I, of what I was thinking about, but I, um, as far as favorite memories, I, you know, I was a flood, I was a flood person in a Christmas show. And then the next year I was moved up to a dancer. And then the next year I moved to the premiere show at Walt Disney World, excuse me, in Magic Kingdom of Mickey's Twas the Night Before Christmas. So all of that is just one big, huge, wonderful memory. But the idea that... You know that I was a part of that. Well, I mean, I could have you no, know, no, probably not your Christmases, but anyway, if you're out there in the internet's land and you were watching Mickey's uh, Very Merry Christmas Parade on ABC on Christmas morning in the late '80s and early '90s, I could have been part of your Christmas. So
0: that's excellent. And you know, uh, mine, I, I, I would have to say what Anna said. So I'm, I'm going to say that. What I love about Christmas and Disney is that we're getting it's becoming so much more accessible to people mm-hmm. all the time. And that's why it's smart to if you like this podcast or like this stuff to go and join that DisFan Central group because you mentioned even yesterday that there's a big park celebration on the Disney Channel that's coming on Friday. Well, it's on the Disney Now app now. Like you can go and watch it now. I, I watched it for about two seconds and then I turned it off because I knew Anna would want to watch it with right. me. Um and so, there's a bunch of them. There's like a yeah. Farm and there's like yeah there's like some other ooh, there's gonna cool and there's gonna be like the magical weddings or whatever yeah. too and, and stuff like and that behind the scenes um, stuff which I love I, I, yeah and so and then the the streaming events but I would say like one of the coolest things they do now is live streaming the New Year's Eve fireworks and mm-hmm. uh, we were at our friend's house and I like forced him to like <laughs> Chromecast <laughs> to the TV at eleven o'clock because of course it was yeah. an hour before um, the fireworks and I just think that like bringing the parks. To you, wherever you're at, it's just a really neat thing that they do, and they especially do it well around Christmas time. So um, if you want to get crazy like all of us and experience (laughs) a little bit of Disney World, that's a great way to do it. And I encourage you to join our Facebook group and and talk about those things. If you
2: live in central Illinois or the Midwest, um, Chicago also has their Festival of Lights, mm-hmm. which kicks off the, the, the person who lights the lights of downtown Chicago is actually Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. oh, Mickey Mouse yeah. and Mickey Mouse there. Tradition. To, and then they they go. I never knew that. They are the beginning of the parade. Um, it has passed. It, it was a couple Shout weeks ago. Shout out to Gene Harding. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're thinking about maybe for next year, start planning now. Start looking yeah. at hotels because um, that looks to be a really special event. Or watching a WGN. Yeah, well, you, you could do yeah. that, but it's not that far away if you did want to get a little piece of Disney um, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah go sure.
0: Um, well, thank you guys for doing all this. And I wanted to save a, a big announcement for the end. And we're moving into a brand new year with the podcast. And uh, it... I just keep coming back to you, I love having Brett and Vanessa on the show and they're so knowledgeable and they they love all of this <laughs> stuff so much. So I have asked them and they've agreed that uh starting next month they are officially co-hosts of Beyond the Mouth. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I, I, yeah. no, I thought <laughs> we were you know forever guests. So guessed. maybe I don't have to actually host this one month you guys Oh can you're take so good. First. Thank uh, you but whatever the case may be but you guys will be on quite oh. a bit more and uh, excited about that, and we've got Max. some exciting things coming on. Um, one of the things uh, I hadn't mentioned to you—well, I've mentioned it in passing—but there's a D23 event in Marceline, Missouri, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, on May 25th of mm-hmm. next year, and Which it's is going just past Jacksonville. React- I'm, I'm thinking, right? I, I we mean, must. It's, it's three hours away. Mm-hmm. We should go to that. We absolutely we should. should. It would be watch. fun to record a podcast like in Marceline, like yes. after the event, like how. Uh. How great would that be? What if the
2: other YouTubers are, oh, what if the Tim Trackers are, oh my god, oh my god,
3: that
0: would be so great. So
3: there's a lot of really <laughs> cool stuff. have to write
0: stuff. him. I'm going there's a to lot him. of really, really, really cool stuff going on. And so uh, just thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast. You can find more about all of this at thefrontromoviereviews.com. You can find all of our social media there. Uh, in addition to the front row social media, I really do encourage you, join Brett's DisFan Central group. You'll get a lot of information on Disney all the time. It's fantastic. And uh, outside of that, I, does anybody have any closing remarks? Anything they want to mention? Mary. Merry Christmas! Merry Happy, Christmas. Holidays. Happy Holidays! Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all so much. And for the Front Row Movie Reviews, this has been Craig McFarland.
2: This is Anna McFarland. Vanessa Ferguson. And Brett Rutherford.
0: And we'll see you real soon in the Front Row.